On Main Menu this week, Chase Crispin interviews Ken Perry from American Printing House for the Mind about the Orion T84 talking graphing calculator. It's got all the basic features, everything from a, a plus minus divide. It also has statistics, it has financial, it has matrices, it has the ability to graph both audibly and with um, text. So for instance, it can it can make sounds for the graph or it can do the XYs as you move through it. Mary Emerson shows us how to purchase a book on audible.com. Link, link advanced search. And that's where we want to go, so push enter. Advanced search, find audiobooks and audio content, audible, audiobooks, audible, com, advanced search, visited link, list, one region, three headings, and twenty. Cutting off the speech here, I'm going to push H to go to headings. Advanced search, heading level one. And down arrow. Heading level three, having trouble finding what you're looking for, try keyword. We're in the keyword field. This is where you type the author's name. I'm going to type... David Brin, because he's got a new novel out, and I gotta have it, folks. Scott and Jenny from Hems give us a good demo of RailSense U2 version 8. Well, version 8 is uh, a very major upgrade for our note-takers. We have things that have never been seen before in uh, note-takers, and we have just a lot of new things. Uh, we have RSS, we have Dropbox, we have YouTube, we have an Excel viewer, we have um, the ability to create font and style in the word processor, we have a new quick browser, um, we have the ability to share files over network, just all kinds of things. And Derek Lane from the Serotap Network interviews a representative from Freedom Scientific about the latest products from Freedom Scientific. Um, and we're displaying a whole range of our product line from our low vision technology, our electronic video magnification devices, both uh, compact through transportable through desktop video magnifiers, Ruby, Onyx, and Topaz, uh, through all of our software, JAWS, Magic, our uh, screen magnification software, and open book. to Main Menu for the week of August 16 to August 22, 2013. I'm your host, David Tanner, and we are very pleased to have you with us today here on Main Menu. As you have heard, we have quite a list of things lined up for you to hear this week, and so we're not going to hesitate a long time here on the intro. want to give you a couple of technology news items. This won't be everything that's happened this week, but we uh, want to give you a couple things that we think you need to know about. Number one, the Hems Inc. has released version 1.1 of the Braille Edge firmware and it has some pretty significant changes and updates in it and you if you are a Braille Edge user will want to check that out. You can download it from the web page, put it on an SD card and put it in the mach your machine, turn it on and it should go right ahead and update for you. Then NLS has announced that this weekend starting at 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time 
on Friday the 16th. They will be taking down all of the NLS websites, including BARD, and they will be down for the entire weekend and will come back online at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time on Monday morning the 19th. So you want to keep that in mind, and that is all of the NLS web pages. It includes BARD, it includes Voyager, you name it. If it's uh, an NLS web page, it is gone for this weekend. So you want to take note of that and act accordingly. Well, if you're listening to this show on Friday evening, you've got less than an hour to download anything you might want for weekend reading if that that's uh, bothering you. So um, we'd like to have you stay here, but if you need to do that, why well, you slip on over there and get that done if you got to do it for this weekend. All right, now let's go ahead and we're going to get into our segments here right off the bat very quickly. Want you to know though that we at Main Menu are on top of a number of things that are going to be coming up over the next month or two. I'm sure you're starting to hear about uh, like the release of a new Apple operating system, the release of iPhone 5S coming up very soon, a new iOS for iPhone, iTouch and iPad, and also Windows 8.1 and JAWS 15. We're already talking about what we're going to do and how we're going to cover those, so you stay tuned. It's coming up real soon here on Main Menu. Hello, Main Menu listeners. This is Chase Crispin. Today I'm speaking with Ken Perry, who is a programmer at the American Printing House for the Blind. We're discussing a brand new product from APH today. This is the Orion TI-84 Plus Talking Graphing Calculator, which is a very interesting calculator. It provides access to all of the functions of this very popular calculator and you can do all of the graphing and everything you would expect. So, Ken, welcome to Main Menu. Thanks a lot. So, this is obviously a pretty exciting product for students or professionals in the STEM fields, but for those who aren't familiar with both the TI-84 Plus Orion version or just the standard TI-84 Plus, can you give us kind of an introduction to just some of the things this calculator is capable of? It's got all the basic features, everything from a, a plus minus divide. It also has statistics. It has financial. It has matrices. It has the ability to graph both audibly and with um, text. So, for instance, it can it can make sounds for the graph or it can do the XYs as you move through it. Uh, it has scientific functions, logarithmic. It has all your your, all your more uh, everything from sixth grade probably to college level math integrals derivatives things like that you guys have created a method of getting speech output from the device without changing the way the calculator works can you talk about how the speech output works yeah i'm the, mainly it's the basic ti84 calculator the basic ti84 calculator has a usb port and a dated link port so when they created this device that actually connects to the top part they had to make some small modifications to ti84 but not really to the calculation part it's more to a data uh, stream type part so that it could talk to the top part quickly enough and what they've done is uh, they've sent the output of the calculator to the top part to do some signal processing so that you can have sounds for each of the graph um points and things. So really what this is is a screen reader on top of the calculator 
and it, it watches what the calculator does and creates speech sound for what's actually on the screen. So if a teacher picks up this, they are actually looking at exactly what the TI-84, original TI-84 would, would show. And then the Orion uh, accessory attachment that's on top of the calculator makes that into some kind of speech form. Um, whether it be in speech mode, it would say something like X and Y. If it's in audible mode, it'll give you tones depending on where you are on the graph. So when you mentioned the top part of the calculator, that is the part that creates the speech output, correct? Right. If people are familiar with, and even if they aren't, if you can imagine a calculator has keys at the bottom and then it has a screen and then there's usually nothing at the top. What we've done is add about an inch onto the top maybe an inch and a half, I can't remember. And it has 11 keys up there. Six of them are in a form of like a braille cell. And then on the right side, there's five keys kind of in the form of a D-pad. And on the left and right, they have speakers. And then on the top, you have earphone plugs. And it's really nice. Uh, it's built to look like the TI calculator. So you really can't tell that it's an add-on unless you know it's not supposed to be there. Most of the stuff on top is all access-based. If you're just using the calculator, you don't really need the top part unless you're going to start reviewing. Like if you want to go character by character, line by line, or if you want to change the preferences like changing voices, uh, volume, speed, that's what the top part's for. The calculator will basically talk on its own through the top part. Is the top part detachable if someone wished to just use the TI-84 without the speech modifications? It's it's screwed on attachment and no, it's it's made to be used together as a single unit. I'm sure if some industrious person wanted to take it apart, they could take it apart, but I wouldn't recommend that due to, um, you'd probably end up breaking it. So it's, it's built as a single unit. What is your speech synthesizer that's being used in there. Currently, it's the SpeechFX Phonics. I think it's 6.1 is the version. They were nice enough to help us get it to compile on our form factor. So it's the Phonics that everybody's used to from Deck Talk and things of that sort. Um, so that's what we're using. So obviously one of the biggest parts of this calculator is the accessible graphing because we've had other things that can do the more scientific functions, but not so much the accessible graphing. You guys have done some pretty amazing things with the way you get access to the graphs accessibly. Can you talk about the different ways that the unit provides output about the graph on the screen? Yeah, the nice thing about this calculator is it's also updatable. So as we come up with better ways to do things, you will see updates to this calculator. So for instance, currently we have haptic feedback, so the top unit does have vibration in it. Um, so as you're going left to right, if you get into the negative region, you can turn it on so that the calculator vibrates when you're in the negative region of the graph. If you want, you can also have sound feedback for that, so it'll have like a static hiss when you're in the negative region. Um, when you're listening to the graph, uh, it's in stereo, so it moves from left to right. The tone goes higher depending on where you are on the graph. So if you, you start on the left, if you're really low, it'll be vibrating. And as it moves up, it will cross and the vibration will stop and you'll continue to hear the tone go up. And then as it goes back down, you can you can hear it go up and down as it goes from left to right. And then you can move along the graph singly at a time just using the calculator cursor and panning through it. Is there a way to save those graphs and keep them to be used at a later date or print them? Yes. If you were sighted and you were using a regular TI-84, you would just download the TI Next software and you could just transfer it right to a PC and print it to a, you know, like a laser printer, or you could email that. Uh, it, it actually saves it in a BMP format, so you could email that to a teacher in the same way as, as a blind person or a low vision or whoever's using the, the speaking calculator. You can hook it through the TI Connect software, and you can transfer that same graph. I have printed it to the uh, Tiger Cub and the Tiger imprint, but you can also use like the Phoenix or any Braille embosser that uh, will print a BMP graphic. I mean, it takes a few minutes. You can just transfer it and print it right 
right out and have an, a graph that you can feel. And at the same time, you could send it to a teacher because um, you have a BMP file of the, the actual what is on the screen that you can send your teacher. You mentioned that you have to use the TI Connect software. Does that come with the calculator? Actually, it come, um, TI no longer sends CDs out with their calculators, but they do have an online download site. And the manual online, or even on our USB stick, has a link to the TI Connect software that you can download uh, the latest version of TI Connect, and it's a free download. How is the uh, accessibility of the TI Connect software? It's very good, actually. Uh, we were kind of amazed. Not only that, but TI is willing to make changes. If you find an issue with TI co- uh, software, they they are really interested in helping us out, and they've been a great help all through this project. The one thing that you will need to buy if you want to do printing or sending it to the PC is the data link cable. Again, we have a link to that on our documentation that you can purchase it. Uh, TI normally doesn't sell that unless you buy it with a development kit. But before you go purchasing it, you might want to ask your math teacher stuff. They usually have the data link cable there at school. The data link cable is just the same cable that the TI-84 uses. Um, we just extended the port out onto our device. The data link cable usually sells for about seventeen ninety-five, I think, on TI's page. But if you are industrious and go to some uh, of the online shopping sites like Amazon or uh, Google, you can usually... Hunt, hunt it down for cheaper. Are there any functions of the T, the Orion TI-84 Plus that are limitations of things that you can do with the standard calculator but not with speech? Is there anything that's not accessible? Currently, um, we uh, are working on making the graphing more accessible. One of the things that we want to make uh, work better is things like the graphing of inequalities and finding the shaded area on the calculator. Currently, that is not accessible. Now, that doesn't mean it won't be accessible in the near future. It is something we're working on. If there is something you find that is not accessible and you need it accessible, that is something we need to know. We have tried hard to make it all accessible. And so if there's stuff that's not accessible, let us know how you think it should be accessible and it, it'll be added. What kind of response have you been getting from teachers so far as far as the capability for a teacher to use the calculator as they would any other standard classroom TI-84? Is that a big positive point that people are looking at? Um, it's been amazing. Um, through the field testing, we, we had several teachers that um, since they have experience with the TI-84, they found this very easy to just pick up because, like I said before, to use this, normally you don't have to make any changes unless you're one of us who likes to speed up the voice or you just want some higher pitch voice or you need to reread a character. Normally, you don't have to do anything with the accessibility. So a teacher can pick this up and say, hey, here's how to do a matrix. And they can walk you through the steps of, you know, multiplying two matrices. And then you can follow exactly what they do just by what, what you hear. So a sighted teacher who's had all experience with TI-84 um, can now, you know, just teach a blind student with, with no problems. So unless you need to do something like change the speech preferences or review character by character, you don't even need to use the keys on the custom Orion portion. Is that correct? Correct. correct. The only time you really need up there is, is when you're wanting to make changes. For instance, when you get it, it defaults to where uh, the sound and the vibration is on. Well, some people wouldn't want that. So they might want to turn the vibration off when it goes into the negative region, just have the hissing sound. Or some people might find that hissing sound annoying and they could turn that off. So so it's only when you want to change references that you need to go up there and press those keys. But it is nice to have that because, uh, for instance, if you were graphing and you, you, you're moving along the graph and you find a high point because the tone is high um, and you want to find out what that point is, you go up to the top part, you switch it to speech mode, and then you can move around and it gives you the X, Y values. It's not that you won't use the top part. It's just if you're doing basic calculations or trying to find you know, the sign of 30 or uh, things like that, you don't need the top part right away. 
what is the battery life of both the Orion portion of the unit and the calculator itself? How long can a student use the calculator before having to worry about charging batteries? Okay, well, to start off with, let's let's explain what you're asking because there are actually two batteries in the unit. There's the original four AA batteries that are in the TI-84 section, and that powers the calculator, and that um, can last anywhere from three to five months according to TI. So, And that's if you're using it quite a lot. I've had one where I've had it turned off for a, a year, a regular TI-84, and it, it still turns on and works. So those AAA batteries, it's, it's if you're using it. The top part is run by a lithium battery that we put in it because speech takes quite a bit more power than uh, the uh, calculator does. So we would want to make sure we don't drain your calculator batteries and you know you lose work or something. So the top part, it takes about four hours to charge it and I have had it go for several, I, I think four or five days. I really haven't paid attention to how long it lasts, and I ha- I don't know the exact amount of time it would last. But I think the student could go several days with no problem without having to charge it. And you can you can use it while it's charging. It can charge off the the weakest USB chargers. I've had it plugged into a battery. I've had it plugged into my laptop. I've had it, so if you have a wall socket, you can charge it. Um, but I would say they could use it for several days before they have to charge it. Now any kind customer can purchase this calculator right now from APH, but is the Orion Graphing Calculator available on the federal quota program for students who would like to use this in K-12? Yes, uh, it is definitely on quota. Just to list the price point, it's, it's at $599, and it's on quota, and you can also buy it with, like, he, like you said, it's purchasable by cash as well. All right, before we wrap this up, is there anything else that you would like to mention about the calculator, any of its functionality? No, I'm just glad I've been a part of this because, I mean, you know, it's been almost 20 years, I think, since I've seen the TI-84 come out. And uh, this is the first time we've really had access to what pretty much is the most used calculator in high school and college. And uh, as a blind person, I've been impressed with it, and uh, we hope to only make it better. So uh, the more input you, we get from people out there, the, the better this calculator gets. It's it's very upgradable. In the long run, uh, we also, that's one thing I uh, we didn't mention in this uh, interview, we're also going to have Braille output. Um, it has the ability to hook to a Braille display. And since it has um, micro output, we, we hope to upgrade as, you know, things become available that you can hook it to. So if you can, imagination's the limit, we, we just hope to keep this calculator going. Do you plan for all those software updates, such as adding Braille support to be free or are they going to be paid upgrades? Um, as it stands right now, the upgrades are going to be free, at least for the foreseeable future. We want to get all the features in first. For instance, one thing uh, I didn't mention, uh, setting the clock currently doesn't work. And that's just because of the way it works. Uh, we, we wanted to take our time and make sure it worked correctly. So the next update, more of that will work. Those software updates will be free and in the clear. I don't think there will become a time where it, we will charge. It's not the way uh, American Printing House usually does uh, things. The upgrades are usually free, so we'll, you know, I, I won't say no, it'll never cost, but uh, as far as I see, uh, it won't cost. As you said, the TI-84 Plus is a really, it's an amazing calculator, and it's a popular calculator. As a student myself, you find these everywhere in high schools, colleges. They're very common, I, I assume even in the professional world where people need advanced calculations as well. And to have access not only to a graphing calculator, but to a calculator that the standard classroom teacher, not the TVI, but the classroom teacher can say, the button on the the top right will perform this function or press this and then this to solve this matrix without having to worry about the TVI providing special instruction or the student looking up a special manual. Because if these calculators are being used in the classroom, 
the instructor is going to have to instruct the other stu- the sighted students on how to use it as well, and the blind student can take advantage of that instruction. So this is a great approach, what you have done to make the calculator accessible, because it does, as you said, work the exact same way. So I found this tremendously useful. Well, one other thing is, and I want to give a shout out to Learning Ally because um, TI was really nice about getting this the documentation so that we could make it more accessible. And you can find that when you go to our manual online. Uh, if you go to the HTML version, you can actually read it. When we first started with the TI manual, it it wasn't accessible because the buttons were graphics on in the PDF, so you know a screen reader couldn't even read it. But TI was more than gracious about giving us the document so we could make it accessible, and uh, they're going to make it available to other people. But at the same time. They also gave us the uh, rights to go ahead and record it. So we sent it off to Learning Ally, and I think they've done an exceptional job at recording the text. In fact, they found errors in the text that uh, I'm sure TI is going to want to fix in their original TI documents, which is kind of you know a good thing. But they recorded the whole thing, and um, I've read through it. it. It's amazing the amount of stuff this calculator does. It'll solve equations. It'll do integrals and derivatives. It only does the math version because you know the, the symbolic calculators aren't allowed on tests and things like that. This one, since it's TI-84, we hope to have in the near future fully vetted for the all tests. Now, we have had students already use it on AP tests, um, some, you know, advanced tests, uh, but we want to make sure that it is vetted fully for so that nobody can get turned away from tests. So it'll be just like a TI-84. When you walk in, they'll look at it. And most of the time right now, that happens. They'll see it. It's TI-84 and they let you in and you take it just like anybody else. But some people do see the top part and and they want to make sure it's vetted. So TI is working with us to get this on the uh, testing list fully. All right. Well, you mentioned the Quick Start in the User's Guide. Can you go ahead and give us the information on where to find that and how to contact APH to purchase this? The best way to get to this is to go to the tech.aph.org website. So I think it's www.tech.aph.org. And that is the main index page for all our products. Uh, It'll be a link on that page. Uh, You can click on the uh, Orion TID4 page, and that'll take you to the documentation. If you're looking for things like the Quick Start, that'll be under Resources once you go to that link. In order to order it, I think the best place to go is shop.aph.org. Uh, you can also find the phone numbers and things there if you want to call and order it because I know some people don't like to do the web orders. So that's the best place to go. All right. Thank you, Ken, for joining us on Main Menu today to discuss this exciting new calculator. It seems to be pretty popular so far, and I'm sure many of our listeners will be checking it out. Thanks a lot. everybody, this is Mary Emerson, and today I'm going to show you how to purchase a book from audible.com. They have made some changes to their website, but they really aren't that hard to navigate. I am using JAWS 14, and I'm using a braille display, so if I mention something that you're not hearing with a speech, it's because I'm reading it in braille. I am using Windows 7 Home Premium. I use audible.com quite often, access it through the PC, and I download through the PC. So I'm not going to be using any application for a phone or anything like that. The whole purpose of this is to show you that you can actually purchase items from the new Audible site. And in order to do that, I will have to use the JAWS pass-through function so that the next keystroke will actually go through to Audible and JAWS will not 
be using it. First of all, I'm going to navigate over to the desktop. JAWS, desktop, folder view, list view, studio recorder, 18 of 50. I'm on the desktop. I'm going to push I to get to Internet Explorer. Folder view, list view, Internet Explorer, 36 of 50. And this is Internet Explorer 10. Push Enter. Windows Internet Explorer, address and search using Google Edit. I'm going to type audible.com. There we go. And push Enter. Audible.com. One region, 12 headings, and 139. We're at top. I'm going to make sure that we are. I'm going to play some of the new messages that we see here. Audible.com. I'm going to down arrow. We are currently making improvements to the Audible site. Link in an effort to enhance the accessibility experience for our customers. We have created a page to more easily navigate the new experience available at the web address www.audible.com access. I don't usually use this page. I like to try to use the Audible regular website page. And that's where we currently are. So I'm going to down arrow. Link graphics sign into Audible. I'm already signed in here. I'm going to down arrow some more. Call anytime 880 and cart. Go to zero. Credits available. Link I. Mary has a menu. Press pass key through then space bar to activate. Now if I wanted to get in here, I would push insert plus the number three. That's the three above the letter E on the regular keyboard. And then push space bar and that would get me into the library. What we're going to do though is we're going to purchase something. And I'm going to down arrow. List of five items. Bullet link home. Bullet link library has a menu. Press bullet link wish list as submenu. Press pass key through and space bar to activate. Now this is true for this item, the wish list, and the library, which I just skipped past. Bullet link shop audiobooks. Bullet link membership. List end. I'm going to go down to advanced. Search. Edit. Virtual PC. It wanted an item and I push escape to get out of that because I'm not going to be typing an item here. Search button. And down from this is... Lang. Link advanced search. And that's where we want to go, so push enter. Advanced search find audiobooks and audio content audible audiobooks audible com. Advanced search visited link list one region three headings and... Cutting off the speech here, I'm going to push H to go to headings. Advanced search heading level one. And down arrow. Heading level three having trouble finding what you're looking for. Try keyword. We're in the keyword field. This is where you type the author's name. I'm going to type... David Brin, because he's got a new novel out, and I gotta have it, folks. <laughs> so, cap D-A-V-I-D space cap B-R-I-N. He's a science fiction author, and he's become one of my favorites, because I read an absolutely wonderful series this year by him, and he's got a new book out. Now, you gotta tab through here quite a bit to get down to the submit button. I know there are probably easier ways to do that, but tab. Title. Edit. This is where I'd put the title if I knew what the title was. Category edit. Narrator or host. Ed provider publisher. Edit. Category combo box all categories. Program type. Combo box all program types. Abridged and abridged combo box. Release date. Combo box. Running time. Combo box. Language. Combo box in WhisperSync for voice. Link. I've never used WhisperSync, so I can't tell you anything about it. WhisperSync for voice. Checkbox not checked. Audio formats. Link. They have different formats that are 
numbered from, I believe, 1 to 4, plus they have an auxiliary format. That's what I call it, but it's really an AAX format. The best quality that they have, I usually settle for format 4. Format 4 is the best monaural quality that they've got, and that's good enough for me. So I'm going to go past all these formats. Format 2 checkbox not checked. Format 3 checkbox not checked. Format 4 checkbox not checked. Format box checkbox not checked. That's AAX. That's how you spell that. Submit button. And we're on submit, so I'm going to push enter. English David Brin audiobooks. Existence David Brin link graphic. One That's region. The nine one headings I want. and 168. So, stopping the speech, I'm going to push H for heading. Refine search results heading le- program format category head program type length heading level language heading level 3. Listen or read heading le- David Brin heading level 1. Start tabbing here. David Brin link. No link graphic. Sort by combo. Existence David Brin link graphic. That's what I want. I want to add this to my cart and I'm going to down arrow. Visited link. Graphic sample audio link exists on the bridge list of I Vita Bullet by Link David Bullet Narrated Link Kevin T Link Robin Miles Link LJ Bullet Oh LJ Gansers in here Link Whisper Sync for voice red bullet length Bullet release date bullet length 32 HRS and 30 mins Bullet release date 061912 3.7251 ratings List and nesting level 1 Regular price $39.95 Link learn how to get this for $7.49 Link add existence to cart Push enter Add existence to card link. It won't speak, but if you go down to the very bottom of the screen, that's where your cart is. So I'm going to do Control plus End. Link view cart. And we're right on it, folks. Push Enter. View cart visited link. Shopping cart download audiobooks, iPod and digital audiobooks, audible audiobooks, audible com. Stopping the speech, I'm pushing H for heading. You might also like heading level 2, cart heading level 1. We went past you might also like to the cart, and I'm going to down arrow. Next step button. This is actually kind of neat because it guides you. If you've already got your cart figured out, you can go straight here to purchase. But I'm going to verify, first of all, that we're okay here. Land, table with four columns and two rows, title author, apply credits, price, you pay, link graphic existence, link existence, by David Brin, link move the wishlist, link remove item, NA, $39.39, table end. Okay, we know how much it costs. Blank, subtotal, 39, next step button. We have a next step down here too, so I'm going to push enter on that. Download audiobooks online at audible.com. Next. Stop the speech. And I'm going to go up. Download audiobooks online at audible. Click graphic sign in to audible. I think it's going to want me to sign in. Verify password heading level 1. That's what it wants me to do. I pushed H to get to this. Audible.com is committed to protecting your personal information. Before you can view your account settings, you must first type your password, then click continue. Blank. The password you entered did not blank. Well, it says a password I entered. I didn't enter a password. Basically, what what it was saying is a password that I entered was not accurate. So I'm going to type my password where it says to username down arrowing. Username is already filled in. Type your password. Password edit. Password edit. And then we're going to tab continue button and push enter on continue. Continue button. Account information heading level 2. I stop the speech with control and let's go back up to the top because I like to make sure I'm starting at the top. Control. Download audiobooks online at Audible. Control home. I'm pushing H. Account information heading level 2. I'm going to tab through this real quick. Edit payment method link. We're fine with payment. 
Edit items or enter promotional code link. Complete purchase button. I'm just tabbing here. If you wanted to check to be sure that all your payment information, everything was correct, then you could easily up and down arrow among these different items to be sure that everything is okay. But I use Audible quite a bit. I'm going to push enter on complete purchase. Complete purchase button. Complete purchase button. International 12 links. And you do get an email, and that email verifies that you actually purchased the item, and it gives the information, the order number, date of purchase, the items that you bought, and the cost, and all that. It says download audiobooks online, and I'm going to go back up to the top with control, download audiobooks. home, and push H. No headings. And that's a pretty good indication that we succeeded, but I'm going to down arrow to make sure. We are currently made link the web link call zero zero credit link call list of bullet bull 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 list search edit search blank link advanced search blank list of four items thanks. And I see thanks with an exclamation mark after it and down arrow. Your purchase details separator blank total charge. I'm going to go to the library, so I'm going to push control home. Download audiobooks online audible. We are current link in the never the web address the link graphic sign in the audible. I'm down arrowing. Call anytime zero and zero. Credits available link I. Mare list of five items. Bullet link home. Bullet link library as submenu. Press pass key through and space bar to. Let's see if we can get into the library. You push insert or JAWS key plus the number three and then a space bar real quick. So I'm going to do that and see if we can get in pass key through and enter library as submenu press pass key through and space bar to activate and it says Visit my library the library is in a table further down the page and rather than showing you how I down arrowed to it I'm going to proceed as if we had just pushed the letter T for table table with 10 columns and 28 rows I could rows. just type T to get to the table but I didn't think of it Lang. Link download status, link title, link author, link length, link purchase date, rate and review, ebook companion, graphic whisper sync help, listen, graphic eye parts, graphic blank, link existence. Existence, there it is. And I'm going to download this right now and get started. I hope this will help you as you explore Audible. Thank you for listening to this. It's been a lot of fun to put this together. For Main Menu, this is Mary Emerson. Main Menu. Well, we're going to launch into our new features now of uh, our latest release, which is 8.0 for the U2 and the U2 QWERTY. Um, we're going to be kind of a team tag up here. Jenny and I are going to take turns um, just, just describing and showing some of the new features. And Jenny's going to start off first by talking about something that actually still is, is something I'm learning, and that's our new menu structure, because we've changed things and moved them around, and also just an intro in general about 8.0 and what we've wanted to accomplish with that. So Jenny, I'll start with you. Well, version 8 is uh, a very major upgrade for our note takers. We have things that have never been seen before in uh, note takers, and we have just a lot of new things. Um, we have RSS, we have Dropbox, we have YouTube, we have an Excel viewer, we have um, the ability to create font and style in the word processor, we have a new quick browser, um, we have the ability to share files over a network, just all kinds of things. And in order to make room for all of this new programming um, and future programming, we decided that we really needed to clean up the menus a little bit because the main menu was getting long, the utilities menu had something like 17 items in it, and so 
we decided to organize things. And for those of you who um, still have not upgraded, this will be a, a major change for you. For those of you who are considering purchasing a YouTube, you will appreciate this because it's much more organized now. So let me just quickly go over the new menu structure. I'm going to turn my volume way up. And, and let me slow it down. <laughs> and I'm going to try to actually get the, the microphone to pick some of this up if I can. We'll see if it can pick up both me and the YouTube here. I'm adjusting. Okay, so I'm just going to start with our main menu. Um, we've kept the file manager in the main menu because it's obviously one of the most important programs on the unit. It's where you get to pretty much everything because it can launch um, any associated file type. If there's a file that's a, an MP3 um, file, it's going to launch the media player, etc. So we've kept the file manager, the word processor, and the email at the top of the menu. Um, then we also have created several menus where now everything is organized. The first one is the media menu. The media menu contains the media player, the FM radio, the daisy player, and YouTube on the BrailleSense YouTube and BrailleSense YouTube QWERTY. Unfortunately, YouTube is not available on the older models, um, only for the reason that they don't have enough resources to do it. We're not trying to exclude anyone um, or anything like that, but the YouTube and the Excel viewer programs are not available on the older models. Um, however, I will mention that the Excel files, what they've, what they've done is allowed you to um, open those in the word processor and they show up as um, comma-separated value files or CSV. So you are still able to access them. We wanted to give you something, um, but we aren't able to support the Excel viewer program directly. Okay, I'm going to go back to the menu. The next menu is our organizer menu. The organizer menu contains now the address manager, the schedule manager, and the database manager. So all very similar programs containing database-like information. Um, so they're all in the organizer menu now. Our web tools menu contains our original web browser, a new quick browser, our new RSS reader, and our Google search program. Our quick browser um, opens things 10 times faster than our old browser. Unfortunately, it does have a few limitations. In order to do that, we have to strip out a lot of things. And we are not able to support JavaScript at all. As you probably know, most note takers don't actually support it. Um, they can't support everything. All screen readers can't support everything. Um, but we do support some in, in our original web browser that's a bit slower. It likes to, to hang up. and. Um, so we've created this new quick browser that will open most sites. The other thing that it doesn't do currently is stream audio. You can download things, but you cannot stream. So we've kept the old web browser for things so that you can have as much access to as many websites as possible. However, the new quick browser is wonderful. When um, I set it as my default browser, so when I'm accessing a link on Twitter or from email or via RSS or Google search, it's so, it's, it's amazing um, with Google search. And we have our social networking menu, which really hasn't changed. It has Twitter, and it has Google Talk, and it has SenseChat. I guess there is one change, and that is that MSN Messenger has been removed. Um, most of you will know why that has to be. Uh, Microsoft has, has removed it, therefore we have had to do the same. Then we have our extras menu. Our extras menu contains um, our Bookshare download, our Sense Dictionary program. Um, it contains Sense Navigation. If you have that, it contains our Google Maps program and it contains Excel Viewer and Dropbox. Um, Dropbox is available on all the note takers, as I said. Excel Viewer is not. Um, it is available on the YouTube and the YouTube QWERTY only. And then we've separated out the games. 
So we have our Sunspring game and our Sunstice game separated out into its own little menu now. Our utilities menu, one of the big problems is that we really needed to cut some stuff out. So what we've done is we've created a utilities and settings menu. So the utilities menu is going to have things like um, to display the time and date, display compass heading, the calculator, upgrade firmware, sleep timer. Um, so a lot of things that were in there before, but what we've removed are things like the pronunciation dictionary and the setup internet. All of those are now in the settings menu. So basically everything that, that is um, related to configuring the unit, the Bluetooth manager, the global options, they're now in the settings menu, as well as, as internet setup and the pronunciation dictionary, et cetera. So that's, you know, again, for those who have been using our units for a long time, this can be confusing. For those who are thinking about it, I think the structure makes a lot of sense. So if you're going to be a new user, I think you're going to find that you don't have any problem finding things, but the, the structure actually makes sense. The other thing that we did was to create quick launch commands for every single program, utility, everything on the unit. Um, and that includes, I didn't go to help, but our help menu has remained the same. The, the user manual is actually on the unit, um, all in sections. And so we have, um, like I said, we have global commands that work from anywhere on the unit that will launch every program and utility. And they're used in conjunction with F1 and F3. So for example, F1W opens the word processor from anywhere on the unit. F3A opens the um, alarm utility in the utilities menu. Um, and on the QWERTY units, then we use Windows um, in place of F1 and Caps Lock in place of F3. So um, those are really nice if there are programs that you use a lot. It's really great. It makes instant switching between programs. Um, one of the things that we do that's individual to us is multitasking. So we run up seven programs at once, and you can use these quick launch commands to easily easily switch between them. Oh, it looks like my battery's getting low. Okay, so I'm going to actually turn it over to Scott, um, and he's going to cover our first new program, which I believe is going to be Prop. Okay, thank you. And, um, oh, it's about two years ago that a friend of mine came to me and said, you should start using Dropbox. <clears throat> My comment to him was, why? There's always, there's so many things out there that I just don't need something else. He said, try it. It's funny that he would do that because now, just like everything else that we introduce into our lives, I don't know what I'd do without Dropbox. Um, let me just, I'm sure most of you probably are familiar with Dropbox, but let me do a, a quick overview of what it is and why it's so neat to have it uh, on the uh, YouTube. Dropbox is a file sharing program. What they have done well since day one is made it very accessible. So if you're on your computer, you go to dropbox.com, you either use their website or you get the app for your computer. It's very, very accessible. It looks just like a file structure program. In fact, that's what it is. And the beauty of it for me is uh, I have three laptops um, that have Dropbox on it. I have my iPhone, which has Dropbox on it, and I have the YouTube QWERTY and the U2 that have Dropbox on it as well. Once I log in with any one of those devices, automatically all files, all folders are shared to all devices. So I use it a lot when I travel. <clears throat> if, um, if I have an itinerary or if I need some information that is going with me on the road, I use one of my computers or my YouTube to, uh, to put that information into Dropbox and then automatically it's on all my other devices. If I make a change on one, it changes the others. So what I'm going to show is, is how Dropbox specifically works on the U2. What I'm going to do is 
start Dropbox, and I told it to remember my Dropbox username and password. So automatically, when I launch Dropbox, it's going to build a profile. So it goes in and it looks at my Dropbox, and every folder, every file shows up automatically on YouTube. So that's going to be the goal here, to get that to happen as soon as I launch it. Now, I also have to tell you that we are using our hotspots on our phones. Um, so you're probably going to see it working a little bit slower than what you would normally see it do. Um, we were not able to get uh, to get internet in here, unfortunately. So let's try it again. Okay, now we've got volume. Okay, now I have the same issue. I need to slow down. Okay, hopefully you can hear this okay. So now I'm going to go into extras. Jenny mentioned the extras, um, which is a, a new basic part of our menu structure. And it goes to the first item. I'm going to go to Dropbox by pressing R. And again, it's automatically signing in because I told it that it was okay to remember the sign-in information. So this is now going to take on my attributes specifically of my Dropbox. And there's uh, some lines or some um, braille cells that are... Okay, so it was showing me with uh, braille signs that it was signing in. We're now in. And the first item it showed me was apps. Um, apps is one of my folders. In fact, if I press enter on it, it'll open that up. And, and you can see that I use the AFB access note uh, on my iPhone. And that created a folder from access note to Dropbox, and now it's on my YouTube. But I'm going to make it even simpler. I'm going to back out with the backspace, go back to my list of, uh, of items here. And I have a simple file called to do. To do is just where I keep everything. It's just a simple file. I don't even have it in a folder. And what I need to do is download that file to my YouTube. There's a hotkey to do it, but I'm going to show you the menu structure just so you can get a feel for it. I'm going to hit my Alt key, or on the YouTube, it's my F2. Go under Edit. And I'm going to go to File Download, which happens to be Enter T. So I'm going to press Enter T, or in this case, just Enter. And I'm going to say no. In other words, it's telling me that it'll be under my flash disk and then my downloads folder. Pressing enter right now, the file is starting to download. It's a text file, so it should be downloaded in just a few seconds here. And then I can go in and actually use that file. And that file is available. Now I can also upload. So if I have a file on here, on the U2, that I want to send to my Dropbox, so it goes to my computers and my iPhone, I can do so. So that file is now ready to go. I can edit it. I can do whatever I want to it. You probably know, or if you are a Dropbox user, that you can also share links. Um, so I can do that from here. So if I have a file that I want you to have access to, I can grab the link and email it out and send that to you as well. So it's, it's very, very powerful, very simple to use. Um, I do want to mention also that the U2, um, not only does it have Wi-Fi, but you can also insert some uh, sim some uh, network cards from your carriers. So you could have this available from just about anywhere, even if you didn't have an iPhone to, uh, uh, to connect with your hotspot. So that's a quick overview of Dropbox, again, uh, available on all of our units with the 8.0 release. Going to turn it back over to Jenny. She is going to talk about Excel Viewer, and she'll tell you why it's called a viewer, not just called Excel. But it's pretty powerful. So we'll go ahead and turn it over to Jenny. 
Okay, as Scott mentioned, this is um, an Excel viewer. It is not an Excel editor. We hope to be able to make it an Excel editor at some point, but we have to do one thing at a time, and it was actually quite a bit of work to be able to do the viewing. However, they've really made this a very robust program. Um, I'm very impressed with it. I'm going to turn my voice on, and I'm going to open the Excel viewer. Voice Okay, it just placed me in my outline file and um, put me at my current position in the word processor. So I'm going to actually use one of these quick launch commands. So I'm going to use F1X to launch the Excel viewer. Okay, and it put me in an open dialog, and it lands you in the first folder on your flash disk. I have no Excel files in my first folder on my flash disk. So I'm going to press backspace to go out a level. And I'm going to go to downloads. And I'm going to press enter. Okay, it's giving me all my folders, and it will also give me um, the file list of Excel files if they exist in here. And I know that I have one called printers, so I'm going to press the letter P to jump to that. Nice long file name there. Okay, I'm going to press enter on that. And loading it. Okay, I'll stop this feature. Okay, so it opens the file and lands me at a one. Um, what this file is is actually a list of supported Epson compatible printers, which allows me to bring up another um, really great feature of version eight. We have added much, much more printer support. Um, as many of you may know, it's very difficult to find an HP-compatible printer that will still work with Windows CE 5 and 6. And um, a lot of the newer printers, they, they don't really, they're not compatible with the old OSs. So um, this is a problem with note-takers in general. And so we've added um, printers that support the Epson-compatible library. And I have an Excel file that has a list of those. And it lists them by country and then also by category. So um, if I press my space with dot four, I'm going down a row. And so far, I've got nothing. I can also then press space with dot six to move over a column. Okay. Okay. What that is telling me is um, it's actually just giving me the the ESCPR library symbols. So we're going to move down another row. Okay, so now we're getting into North America, US, and Canada. And again, I'm moving down by a row. I'm going to press my space dot six to move over my column again. So you can see I've got my list of countries. And now if I move down, now it's starting to list models. And the first um, category there is photo printers. And so if I continue to move down, it would continue to um, list models for me. Um, there are actually, this I'm doing very simple navigation here, but this thing actually allows you to move by groups, by columns, by rows. Um, it allows you to read header cells. It allows you to um, do what is called selecting a user table. And what this does, um, as you saw, there were a few blank cells at the top. And what I may want is to actually have my header cells set to to be, oh, let's see what it's going to be, um, the row F, which has the countries. So I may, when I'm reading the headers of the columns, I may want to have um, cell F red, or excuse me, the 
it'll be whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's try this again. Um, if I'm reading a certain column, I, I may want the header cell to be in row F. Um, for the reason that it's going to give me the, the country. And so what I can do is actually do something called set user table, which will allow me to define the boundaries of the header cells. So when I ask for that information, I actually get relevant information to what I'm looking at. So this is a very, very powerful um, program. You can jump to cells. Let me just look a little bit at the menus, because honestly, there are so many commands I have not memorized them. There are just a lot. Um, we have a go-to menu, and I'll just jump in here for a minute. Okay, so you can do a find, so you can find text. You can jump to a certain cell, which you just enter the cell address. You can move to next and previous worksheets. You can also get a list of the worksheets. So, um, for example, I had looked at a product inventory sheet that we have, I think it's something like 25 or 27 worksheets. And of course, I'm not just going to want to go next sheet, next sheet, next sheet. So, I can actually open a list of the worksheets and then just move down and press enter on the one I want, which is really useful if you have something with lots of sheets. Um, you can actually mark. Um, cells or text, and of course we have our go to mark and delete mark commands then. Um, as I said, you can you can also move among groups. What this does is kind of skip empty cells. So if you move to, um, you can move to previous groups in columns or rows. So if there are empty cells, it will skip over those and move you to the next cell with text in it. Okay, and now we've wrapped around. Um, like I said, this is, this is very, very powerful. And I, Sorry, I'm just looking to see what else I might want to show you. Um, we have a read menu that's just going to, um, again, give you read commands. So you can read next column, read previous column, read next row, read previous row. Um, you can read, again, header cell of row, header cell of column, all kinds of interesting things. We have a view menu. You can set your time and date in here. You can do what's called cell activation. And what this lets you do is actually press enter on a cell and explore it character by character, or um, basically read it as though it were a text file. Each cell, of course, will be a very small text file, but it lets you actually explore it. This is particularly going to be useful on the voice um, if you're just using voice or if you really need to, you're not sure what, sh what it's showing on the Braille display and you need to be able to navigate it character by character to know sure what you're looking at. This might be a problem if there's a mix of letters and numbers and you're not sure about the Braille translation or something like that. And that's really all that's in the view menu. Um, you can also get font and style information for each cell. Um, when you're in cell activation, it, it'll give you the outline, it'll give you the font, it'll give you basically any properties, any format information that, that has to do with the cell. Now, the one limitation that it has is that it cannot do formulas, um, because this really is just a viewer, so it's actually not, um, it's not interactive in that way. Um, however, this really uh, is, I think, is a much easier way to analyze a spreadsheet or to, to find what you need um, if you are just needing to actually read the information. So that is our cell view. This is Derek Lane reporting for the Saratalk Podcast Network, coverage of which of the uh, 2013 NFB and ACB conventions brought to us by HIMSS. And I have the awesome ability to say, Kilroy is here, not just uh, because I am interested in World War II history, but because I have the man himself, Bill Kilroy, here on behalf of Freedom Scientific, who is about to tell us some of the awesome new 
products that they are selling and some of the specials that they are carrying here at the 2013 ACB convention. Well, thank you very much, Derek. It's a pleasure to be uh, interviewed here at the ACB convention. Freedom Scientific is very pleased to be here. I think I was telling you a little bit earlier, um, we we're located in the uh, first row of the convention hall and uh, take up the first four booths. Um, and we're displaying a whole range of our product line from our low vision technology, our electronic video magnification devices, both uh, compact through transportable, through desktop video magnifiers, Ruby, Onyx, and Topaz, uh, through all of our software, JAWS, Magic, our uh, screen magnification software, and OpenBook, our scanning and reading software, along with our Pearl scanning camera system. We are also uh, very proud of the Braille displays that we are showing. We've developed a, a wonderful following with our Focus Bluetooth Braille displays, uh, which come in 14, 40, and uh, most recently 80 cell designs. And we've got some really nice uh, show specials going on for the hardware and for the software. Here, here at the show, individual wishing to purchase software would receive a 10% discount during the ACB convention. Hardware would be 5%, but we also have some nice show specials. We have an open book Pearl bundle going on. So that would be our open book software with the Pearl scanning camera. Normally priced separately at $1,790 is $995 here at the show. So you're essentially saving the cost of the Pearl camera. We're just bundling them in. With the Braille displays, if somebody were to choose and purchase a Focus 80 Braille display, we would give you our Focus 14 as part of that purchase. If you chose the Focus 40 Braille display, you could order a Focus 14 and take it home at 50% off of the $12.95 retail price. Some really good incentives for you know, the ACB members that are here at the show. So do you think that um, listeners at home will be able to take advantage of these specials? Could they call and say that they heard about this stuff and want to take advantage? Or is this specifically for the people who are attending the show? This is, is specifically for the attendees of the show. We, we pretty much, um, as most vendors do, have specials on our technology during the course of the show. And for people that attend, come in, and are interested in ordering products, we offer those specials here at the show. And so how long will you be at the show so that people can take advantage of these specials? We're going to be here through Wednesday the 10th, which is uh, closing time at 3 p.m., I believe. Okay. And should they need to contact uh, you on behalf of Freedom Scientific or Freedom Scientific in general, what would be the best way for the attendees and those listening to do this? Well, if folks wanted to contact Freedom Scientific, there's a couple of ways to do it. By phone, you could call toll-free 1-800-444-4443. If you wanted to go online and get all types of product information, see product demonstration videos, download our own podcasts as well as training modules on technology, um, you can go to www.freedomscientific.com. All right. And I thank you very much for your time and uh, for the information. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to share this information. For the Sarah Talk Podcast Network, this has been Derek Lane.
Thank you again for being with us today on Main Menu. We always appreciate having you here. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and we'll see you back again here next week on Main Menu. Thank <laughs> you.